Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. like five years have passed since we have spoken with you and also a week has passed so that's where i'm currently sitting yeah in my truth <laughs> are you our first repeat guest abby uh, I, actually maybe abby you won't know this but a- Allie is abby our first repeat guest <laughs> i think so yeah i feel like that's true yeah so welcome to a very specific club a, a very exclusive club <laughs> yeah um so welcome back you only Abby. need eight more repeats before you get a free froyo. Oh, I'll be there. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, we will personally send you like a gift card for a fro. <laughs> I feel like I've just been lurking in your Twitter replies for so long. It feels like I just never left. It's true. You are a core part of of the brand of our show. I agree. For folks who in the past two years maybe have either forgotten um, because these two years have been atrocious or have been asleep because I've heard that people listen to our podcast while they are asleep, which is a crime. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who has the audacity, Abby, to not know who you are, could you tell folks who you are and all of the various things that you do? Honestly, like, I feel like it would be a good podcast to listen to while you fall asleep. Like, not remembering where you were when you fell asleep is unacceptable, but you all have kind of soothing voices, so. That's I, mm, really I don't think. And not true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's woefully incorrect, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm Abby Montiel. I'm a writer. I just started as an editor at Apartment Therapy. Ooh. Go off. We love apartments as therapy. I haven't even announced it on Twitter yet, so it's not official, but... Oh my god, we have the exclusive. (laughs) Breaking. (laughs) Breaking news. Like, writing about, like, TV, film, honestly, a lot of gay vampire shit, which I guess, hence the brand. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We have have sourced you multiple times on this show. I don't know, just Google me, but yeah, I'm very excited to be back. It does feel like a decade and two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very excited to <laughs> memorialize this very gay teen vampire show with you. Oh, uh, God. May she rest in peace. <laughs> Could you tell us, one, how you're doing in the last two years that we've spoken? Because uh, we obviously don't talk to you when we're not recording content. Um, <laughs> and also, <laughs> um, something that is bringing you joy. Yeah, I've been doing good. I've been visiting some family in the Midwest, so it's a nice little break from New York City, where I am usually. Um, we've been we've been cosplaying fall a little bit for the past few days, <laughs> yes. which I love. Um, I do genuinely believe like fall is the one season where you're not like spending it wishing that the weather was something else. It has been rainy, it has been moody, and I am living for that. In terms of a happy thing, my cousin, shout out Brianna, has started watching The X-Files for the first time, so I've been watching that quite a bit with her. Very criminally hot people. Great for anyone, I think especially, like, shout out bisexuals. Yeah, truly a bisexual canon (laughs) right there. (laughs) That was a gift. (laughs) and have like unbearable sexual tension where the ugliest ties you've ever seen in your life but it's 90s so you're <laughs> yeah. living for it and it's just been very fun to revisit that's one of my go-to shows to rewatch. like not that it's aged perfectly in terms of like mm-hmm. marginalized communities women much like twilight so like we love a tie-in not that in that way but um it's been really fun and if you're into jillian anderson i would definitely recommend and who isn't you know yeah come on now (laughs) (laughs) i love this i love this so much i feel like that's one of the shows we have not discussed enough yeah truly when it is i would say within the umbrella 
of things that we talk about. There's literally um, a slutty, affectionate vampire episode in L.A. in season two, and then there's, like, a satirical Texas vampire pizza delivery episode in season five. So... Oh, my gosh. I mean, the parallels are there if you want to look. Right. (laughs) Yeah, the red string is connecting, you know? (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for reminding me continually that that exists. Oh, what a joy. Uh, Cody, how the hell are you? I'm chilling. I'm out here. I'm I'm vibing. I'm very bad at listening to music, especially new music. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I can't listen to music when I'm working. It's very distracting to me. And then when I go on my hot guy walks, like, I usually listen to, like, an audiobook or a podcast. So my music time is very, like, sporadic, especially in the last sure. few years. But fucking mix Demi Lovato themselves. <laughs> Dropped an album that I did not know was coming. And I was like, okay, I am interested in Demi as a person and a performer, like, one of the disney icons that i feel like has the range you know and i was like let me give this a fucking try and holy shit guys (laughs) it's very good um and i was not expecting this it is like it's called holy fuck which is very funny um amazing i love that um very like halsey kind of like religion vibes in the album cover um Mm -hmm. which i'm very much appreciative of um and it's just like a rock pop sometimes metal album in which you know they're just like screaming in the way that the, only their voice can and like there's right. a lot of guitars and it's like very good and i am jamming to it i i've been outside of like renaissance which has always been on repeat like this is yeah. like okay yeah. what what if demi lovato made like an mcr album kind of oh, God. so that is a very unexpected joy that i'm very appreciative of i feel like it is it is hard to find artists who have the range, like vocal range, right. that Demi has. Um, which I appreciate, because Demi's going through the fucking ringer uh, their whole life. So I want them to be mad about things and like in a beautiful, raw way. And this is giving that to me, and I appreciate it. I love this. I love this gift. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I am alive in, in an absolute Great. defense of everything... <laughs> just define yeah, all it, it's it's yeah in spite of everything in the world <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like what is solely sustaining me right now aside from i feel like my annual new girl rewatch which i can't bring because i feel like i've brought it like every year um, right <laughs> on the show <laughs> um is i had incredibly high expectations for a league of their own, the TV show yeah. TM twenty twenty two, which is why when I started watching it, I was very nervous um, because that movie, specifically Gina Davis, was my awakening. I yeah. watched that movie way too much as a kid, and didn't that didn't click for me until I was way too old. I was just <laughs> like, oh, I like sports, <laughs> you know, like I just, right. This is not I anything like- internalized in me. <laughs> Right. Like, they're just, like, strong women. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I want to watch this growing up? This show is... I will not be able to do it justice. I feel like most of our audience will have watched it. But if you were... If you were on the fence because you were, like, white women, baseball, no. Neither of those things. Right. (laughs) Here's what I'll say. I want you to watch the first episode. It gets a little bit shaky with the writing. And then after that, it is not focused on just the the white queer relationships from there. Mm-hmm. And it just is everything that I loved about the movie. But I get so many more hours of it. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It is so important. I've cried so much. And not in a... Uh, leftovers crying um, where it's like oh this will fuck me up I need to take this to my therapist way but in a like Ted Lasso way where it's like oh we're covering some heavy topics here but I'm so utterly charmed and I'm seeing things I never thought I would see on screen and that's really important so I have to cry right (laughs) Ted Lasso would fucking love the new league of their own right (laughs) (sighs) oh 
Um, everyone's perfect. I have a crush on everyone. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's an important review. I would die yeah. for all of them. Yeah. I think it's also so. a great antidote, especially after 2022 Persuasion. God oh. bless Dakota. But like all of the like <laughs> has seen an email face discourse. Like it's been a great yeah. antidote to that because like everyone's fantastic. But like Darcy Carden, I didn't realize how much she has like the inverse of that. Like, yes. it looks like she has not seen an email. Honestly, most of them do, <laughs> no. and I appreciate it. Cody, you still haven't seen Persuasion, right? No, I'm waiting for when we have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I haven't seen it either. We're going to be covering it in a couple weeks. Um, but I absolutely agree. Uh, Darcy is not, he's almost like ahistorical, um, right? Because, like, the main <laughs> thing that people saw was the good place. And that's how I had always thought, was like, oh, she's outside of time she's a robot and then you see her in this and it's like no 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 she was always meant to play this right. <laughs> like yeah. she was always meant to play in the 40s um i yeah i can't i have to stop talking about this because i will just uh start um fawning over how i have a crush on literally everyone in this show <laughs> yeah i like it hear you blushing <laughs> uh, abby it's been two years and change. I would say, actually, when our episode with you came out, it was almost like exactly two years, which was oddly well-timed. Yeah, we part. planned this. We, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we did this intentionally. Um, for any of the folks who cannot remember, could you give us a refresher on your Twilight backstory and an update on how, if at all, your feelings have changed since we discuss this two years ago Ooh, great question i think it also it feels like ever since 2020 like no time has passed and like a decade has passed but yes. i think it shows how we're in a slightly <laughs> better place than 2020 because we were still under house arrest when i did this and i was still bored enough to write like two pages of notes on my twilight backstory which you guys are worth it, but I don't have that this time, which is probably yeah. a good sign. Um, so I first engaged with Twilight around the time when the first movie came out. That was 2008, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so I was like 11 years old. I was like the perfect age for Stephanie to get like her tender hooks into me. <laughs> yeah, you were ripe for it. Yeah, I thought the original covers were very like... I was like, oh, these are kind of sexy, like the the black and red. <laughs> yeah. That's like the color combo. So I thought the covers were really cool. When do you think she realized that they are like Yonic? Do you think right. she died when that <laughs> happened? Yeah. But my internalized misogyny era was starting to like blossom during this time. So it was like I don't care about like vampire romance I like like Harry Potter which if you had asked me like which of those authors would be like you know had been like very outspoken and terrible I would not have guessed that Stephanie Meyer would be keeping her mouth shut amazingly <laughs> right <laughs> but I I don't know I was just curious I have this disease where I like like to have a take on everything in pop culture which is probably why I became <laughs> entertainment journalist um i mean you are talking to two people who have a twilight podcast in 2022 so as right. you're in good company <laughs> so i got the books secretly and read them like secretly in my room no one was allowed to know i got the first movie on dvd and watched it on my dvd player and then hid the dvd like under the bed frame i feel like i've talked about this oh like 10 God. times i don't know if it's still under there i still haven't checked oh my god <laughs> and i was secretly really into it i was team edward but mostly just because i like winning when it comes to fictional <laughs> media so i was like i think i know where this is going so i have to intervene yeah. rosalie a very key part of my like, femme lesbian awakening the salad bowl that was crucial don't know why right. i didn't tell you <laughs> And, like, the eclipse. I really want to do the bride Rosalie with the red eyes for Halloween. I think that would be oh a slay. Oh, my God. So I was very into Rosalie and Bella 
Can I drop a hot take? I feel like I'm going to get in Please. trouble for this. I love yes. Alice. I like Alice and Bella. But it kind of gives, like, she is dating a guy that was in the Civil War. So it is kind yeah. of giving, like, girl who, like, you're obsessed with, but, like, their boyfriend, like, has said slurs and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, I think they could overcome that. But, yeah, I went to see the last movie the day my dog died. Because my friend wanted to take my mind off of it, and I thought it would be fine right. because I knew like how everything happened, and then Carlisle got beheaded. So <laughs> we love more drama. That day yeah. is burned into my brain, but right. Yeah, as I got older, I was like, yeah, obviously there's like the problematic aspects of this, but it is kind of iconic that something like this weird and out there became this popular with so many people. I love Kristen and Rob to death. I would watch anything they're in. Crimes of the Future, I know you guys are discussing soon. And it's like, she took all of the little ticks that she got shit for, and she gave, like, the best, like, horny David Cronenberg performance. Yes, and literally. And we thank her for her service. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when I was on here last, it was 2020, and, like, the Twilight Renaissance was really like kind of exploding in a new way for the first time. So yes. I feel like it's become more like an accepted part of just like Gen Z millennial pop culture. Like, oh, it is cold outside. I'm gonna watch the New Moon depression montage or something to really get in the mood or something. Right. And yeah, I heard a rumor that Stephanie finished the Renesme book. So my feelings will definitely change if that ever sees <sighs> the light of day. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, keep it in the vault. Keep that to your deathbed, Stephanie. <laughs> Don't let that and it's been fun to see Rob kind of joke about it more publicly. So, yeah, I, I really hope Cronenberg does that movie with both of them. I think that would be like the perfect full circle moment. Especially now that I've seen his nastiness now. Because Cody's talked about Cronenberg before and I'm like, yeah, like totally. I know film. <laughs> but now that I've like seen it and I understand... I think Rob and Kristen are both sickos, and I think that it actually would yes. fit them very well. And I'm I'm very curious what that would look like, especially since it seems like Vigo's contractually obligated to be there. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, He's his best boy. Um, like, what would that even... I, I need more information. You know he actually. loves Breaking Dawn Part 1. He's like that sicko meme where he's like, ha ha ha, yes. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, Abby, if I'm ever going to be able to, I somehow in the past two years, I was able to successfully forget because trauma. I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to successfully forget the fact that your dog died. And then the way that your friend thought to support you (laughs) um, was to unintentionally, right? Subject you to more trauma um, through. Yeah, real icing on the cake. (laughs) I mean, the ramp up to the battle is kind of a romp, so... I think her heart was in the right sure, place, right. but and like terrifying CGI babies. I don't know. We were yeah. like fourteen. Even with the like faux battle, you are still seeing the end of a series, which in and of itself is very like the end of a dog's life, right? right. Um, yeah. And I that is that's a choice that only someone with a a still developing brain can make, um, and I'm really sorry for that. To be fair, though, the Twilight Breaking Dawn credits that make up, like, half of the movie, that yeah. is free therapy to me. Sometimes I'll yes. still look it up on YouTube and see, like, which people <laughs> got the most cheers in the theater. Damn. It's very oh healing God. to me. <laughs> I do have to skip through them every time. Oh. I will cry. <laughs> um, and that is, uh, that's my cross to bear. You know? Yeah, that's okay. You know, you know your <laughs> hey, truth. Speaking of crosses, um, <clears throat> I would love to talk to you about this one piece of current events. Before we get to it, though, Abby, could you tell me, have you read any of the Vampire Academy books? I think I read like three of them in ninth grade. Wow. Honestly, you stopped at a good part. The two main girls should date. I did see the bad Zoe Deutsch movie. Yes. <laughs> Teacher boyfriend had a really bad wig so that was unfortunate i hope they fix that (laughs) but i will try this adaptation for sure 
I would love to talk about this trailer here. Um, Cody, how did you feel about this full trailer? Now that we don't just uh, have a teaser. Yeah, we finally got official full trailer. Like a month before release. Right, like, because, right, because, like, they've been, like, here's, like, two frames of two shots for the last, what, six months? (laughs) Like, in Peacock's wrap-up of, like, here's all the shows that are coming out sometime, maybe, who knows? Right. So we finally get dialogue, (laughs) we get, like, context, we get, you know, a a few minutes of, like, actual story. I'm still, like, uh, a little on edge about the whole the sets just like give me the ick i don't know what it is it just feels like very um weird to me like i i just have like weird reservations about i think all the casting stuff like is it especially for for rose and lissa i'm like i i see you as like it looks good this makes sense like and they're it's very hot and should be gay but they're cowards probably so whatever um but i am nbc no. Right, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely not. They're just sticking to the time period of 2007. It would never happen. Right. So I am interested. I'm glad we have more. I would like to see more. Um, and we will. Yeah. But I, I, I like that we're at least getting tiny more morsels. <laughs> I agree. I do think that what I remember when we watched the teaser was mm-hmm. I did... I did feel like the sets gave me, they looked very fake and they looked pretty cheap. I think that watching this trailer, they do look better than in the teaser. It does look like they spent more money than I had thought. Um, Yeah. So I'm curious. I do think that the, the cast, I think, is going to be the strong suit rather than the sets. Um, Yeah. Which is fine, because if they don't just cut this off at the first season, like the show that we're going to talk about in a second, <laughs> then right. they can they can change that part. That's an easier fix than uh, changing up the cast. Right. I'm also a pretty big fan of this poster, too, that they released. This, like, I agree. You know, it's I, at first I was kind of like, it feels, I feel like all Peacock kind of because i like peacock shows they just never promote them and they hate them so they're like these don't exist find it yourself asshole and i'm like okay geez (laughs) and so some of the like marketing stuff with them i feel like are bad and this one is like encapsulates the vibe like we get lissa in her like regal little outfit we get rose badass hunter baby we love to see it um and this like drop shadow like spotlight thing on them um i think it's an i think it captures the vibe I'm into it. I'm very curious about how it's going to go. Uh, so yeah. far, they're all very hot and pretty. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's just uh, pretty cool. <laughs> um, there's, it looks like better wigs than in the movie. Yeah. They're all wearing so tracksuits, which start. I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to talk about the now deceased first kill forever in our oh, hearts rip right <laughs> um abby could you tell me a little bit about your relationship with the show were you planning to watch it originally how did you start watching the show yeah so i had heard like a year ago that like oh they're gonna do like a lesbian vampire ya show at netflix and i was like okay netflix has like 200 shows so like i'll believe it when i see it when i saw the yeah. promo posters i was like wait wait a second (laughs) because those ones like no matter what you think of the show like especially for like sapphic tv i was raised on the cw they were not giving us this um no no so i was ready i got the screeners and i was excited i hadn't watched i didn't watch like vampire diaries growing up so i was like yeah i feel like they don't invest as much in like sapphic like unabashedly like horny teen coming of age stuff so I was very excited to watch it yeah I think it definitely had potential um I really liked V.E. Schwab who was Mm -hmm. one of the co-creators I read a lot of her books in college I don't know it's just sad guys 
This is like a funeral. Yeah, I mean, everything about this, like, launch, right, was very promising. Like, yes, when we first talked about sure. it, we were like, holy shit, A, the V Schwab element of it, very exciting. Because this was, like, her first, like, foray into, like, TV, right, to my knowledge? Yeah. And then, like, the posters fucking banged. They were awesome. They were like, okay, we're getting, like, real, real sex, sapphic here. Amazing. Love to see it. Um, and then, rip. <laughs> I was so disappointed that we got the news that this had been canceled before I had even been able to start watching it. And before right, like, this episode had even come out, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it had been out for just months. Yeah, literally two months. Less than two months. Which feels, like, unseasonably short. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, the body like was still little... warm. Yeah, like, come on, man. I find that odd given that they have let other shows on Netflix run for a lot longer for no specific reason. But interesting. Um, Especially because of the fact that when I, a couple days ago, finished this, this was not supposed to be a limited series. They ended that last episode very much like, oh, 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 what's going to (laughs) happen? Like, Right. Very much a cliffhanger. And it's like, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Okay. (laughs) Great. Now we'll never know. (laughs) Now we'll never know. I remember going into it being like, no matter how this is, like, given, like, the sapphic Netflix track record, like, y'all need to wrap this up for now. I, like, I mean, bless them for being so confident, but I was right, unfortunately. (laughs) I will say that one of the first things I noted in my notes for episode one is that I wrote down, Emma Roberts is an executive producer? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I will say, too, one thing I... I will... I'll do, like, a first impression first. Just because, like, I had fun with this. Yes. Same. You know, like, I... It was not, like, offensive to me. I was just like, this is fine. You know? Like, I'm having a good time. I'm vaguely interested in what's happening. Um, Whoever did that opening title sequence needs to be in jail. um, (laughs) For life. They need to be in prison. Like, you know, I abolish prisons, but only this is the only exception. (laughs) Because that was every time I had to skip it. Because I was like, I can't (laughs) look at this. (laughs) Um, But what I thought was really good about this show is like, oh, these actors like looked like they were in high school. Which I have Mm -hmm. not seen in a very long time. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, like, uh, you know, Juliet. I'm like, this is a believable, you know, high school person like i i i feel this this feels right you know um which i was like oh how shocking this is <laughs> in 2022 that like people look somewhat their age that they're portraying on tv initially i did not i was very confused by jules and then yeah. as that first episode and especially the second episode went on i definitely warmed up to jules as she started leaning mm-hmm. into the fact that she was just a mess right <laughs> A true chaos like gay. Yeah. My notes got a lot better after she met Cal and she was like, mm-hmm. oh no, I can't do this. <laughs> right. Um, and then I, all of my notes for Cal were great. I was like, I love her. She's so strong. Yeah. Has never She's, done anything I, wrong in her life. No. <laughs> I, I support her. women's wrongs. Her family's great. I would fight to the death for her. Yeah. The mechanics of this world were both very confusing, but very interesting to me. Like, the fact that uh, initially I was like, oh, damn, like, these vampires blend in pretty well. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Some of them just, like, work at the DA's office. Great. That seems right. Sure. That's the equivalent of being a doctor here, I guess. (laughs) Um, But then as it goes on, we learn that these monsters, like, the general public knows about the monsters. I was so confused about that. Right. They yeah. Dropped it dropped it goes in out halfway of nowhere. through, like, oh, the last time. It was like, excuse me. When that's incredibly interesting. It's like, this town hasn't seen monsters in hundreds of years. And it's like, wait, wh- what? Where's, where do we go? <laughs> what? Sorry, hold on. This is a thing that we've all known about. That is something that is not usually a part of these types of stories of like Mm -hmm. oh the general public knows about this and that's weird like it's reminds me a little bit of like doctor who of like oh the public knows a little bit and they're like yeah fuck this that was you messed up our public infrastructure and i couldn't get to work that's annoying Um, right (laughs) 
But they dropped it in halfway through the show, and then it became what I imagined it would be, which is about more of, like, prejudice and the, like, Mm -hmm. twist on Mothers Against Drunk Driving, but for monsters. The mams. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love them so much. They're so funny. Which is an interesting thing to explore, Mm-hmm. But you're just going to drop this in halfway through? What? Nah. Right. Like, I feel like the a main problem of this is, like, the stuff that is most interesting is, like, how the public reacts to monsters and vampires or whatever. Right. Oh, my God. Will they or won't they? <laughs> like, Jules We've doesn't want to kill poster. anyone. Oh, my God. Like, come on. Right. 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 And it's like, we get it. Okay. Like that is established very early on and then like kind of bloated for a few episodes of like, ooh, Jules is really like unsure of like what she's going to do. Ooh, woo. Um, <laughs> and like doesn't want to kill anyone. Uh, um, but then it's like, okay, let's get into like larger, uh, you know, politics of like <laughs> our things of like how we treat monsters and like what this means. And it's like, okay, this is a fully different shift. Also a little bit more interesting, but also we're throwing it in kind of at the end here. And we don't really get to talk about it in a way that's actually interesting. It's just like, what is going on? Cause some of the lore is, and the world building is stuff that I hadn't seen before of these mm-hmm. things like legacy vampires, like right. the first, which I guess is kind of like the Volturi, but not because they're they're supposed to be like the first, right? Right. Which makes sense about why when Jay, I call her, yeah, Jay or Jules, like bit Cal, she didn't die and leads to why Theo rip. Right. Um, <laughs> like his whole plot line at the end um which, first of all, in my notes from the first episode, like, when Cal and Theo and Apollo go to fight those, like, weird zombie fucking things, yeah. I had written down, like, which one of these brothers is going to die. Like, I knew from yeah. the <laughs> There's <jump>. no way. <laughs> like, you don't just have two brothers. Like, one of these dudes is going to die. <laughs> you can't um, have two brothers and then no, have them both live. <laughs> also, the CGI on those, those monsters. Yeah, we don't have to yeah. talk about Netflix um, obviously did not give them a lot of money, but bless yeah. that. Bless them um, for trying. <laughs> it's just, it was like, and you could see it in weird ways too. Like the, it would come out when they had to use CGI on the monsters and like when their FaceTime interface came out, it was like, you don't, this is bad and I don't like it. But it, there's some of those things with the world building, like when they would talk about the the like legacy family meetings like with the grandmother which Uh rip to her yeah um (laughs) and even like the monster fighting family committee (laughs) or whatever yeah like cows yeah like like, it's ancient and then it's just like two families like playing cards and stuff like i think that's so interesting (laughs) yeah we get plenty of like vampire royalty but i don't know especially like having, like, this Romeo and Juliet situation, I think that's a really interesting way to, like, set that up and really yeah. build up that, like, monster hunting mythology. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I found myself wanting a lot more of that side of the I world. Agree. completely. I found... I agree. And I also think that, like, unfortunately, the relationship between Jules and Cal, especially by the end, was the least interesting part for me. Mm-hmm. And... I, the interactions between the two actors, like the chemistry between them was good. Like I liked it. And I think that exploring, especially the intensity of a first love and how it related to Shakespeare, although that was very on the nose, was good. I think that there was just so many other pieces that I was like, tell me about this world. (laughs) Like, Right, yeah. (laughs) I don't, I think either they needed to just focus on Jules and Cal or they needed a much longer season to kind of slow down a little bit. Right. It was very apparent that it was based on a short story. I almost would have been Mm -hmm. fine with like a movie where we don't get as much into the world building, but it is very much that like, ooh, enemies to lovers, vampire, sapphic. And we Mm -hmm. could really just dig into that dynamic because that sounds like something that I would write in like my notes up. In a good way. (laughs) But yeah, there was just like, they were dangling so many other threads. And 
it felt like there were all these ideas they came up with in the writer's room and I thought the pilot it was like obviously like the writing was off to a shaky start but it was strongest when it was doing that kind of twist that like Cal knew all along and stuff like that and you could very Mm -hmm. much feel like once it went off book I agree. I think that first episode is really strong, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially when they're in the, what was it, the pantry. Oh, and yeah. the the symbolism in the show is really overt. And that's why I can tell, like, this is not for an, an almost 30-year-old. But I still, I'm like, <laughs> damn, it's okay. I like it. Like, you're going to have a, a bottle of cherries fall to the floor and crash when they're about to, like, fuck. I love that. Great. Right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Give it to um, me. I think that's beautiful. Um, but I think that, like, it's, it is very good. I, the chemistry between them, great. Um, there was just, like, you want me to focus on these two who are very much not going to be together. But you're also dangling in front of me, Eleanor, who's very much out to kill everybody. Right. There's this snake (laughs) who gives people bonding bites and has been around since, uh, the beginning of time right like tell me more uh, yeah like please tell me more and also like there's this banished brother who's now with a witch and is trying right. to like end the world like i have <laughs> it feels like this story was developed through like a generator of the coolest ideas and yeah. i yeah. i need you all to just slow down we have right. 10 minutes like we can't speed run all this also, I did feel like the moms, Jules' mom and Cal's mom, mm. had a lot of sexual tension between the they two They did. Them. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I found myself very interested in that. Yeah, like, just give, us, give us, like, a prequel series instead, because... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is what I wanted to focus on, rather than Jules' mom and that guy that she was supposed to marry but didn't. Right. Instead of her now snake husband. Right. <laughs> Like, <laughs> her snake boy <laughs> i i was like i don't i don't care about that i want to talk about the fact that you two keep going into the principal's office and have to have these like really stern conversations and there is so much tension in the air i could cut it with a knife right and like every time they call each other it's like you want to come to my place and discuss this or it's like no your place is easier it's like let's meet in the middle and it's like okay are y'all just gonna like <laughs> fuck already like what's going on enough yeah the eye fucking alone was unbearable palpable yeah (laughs) something that did take me out of the world a little bit was the modern i don't know if it's modern but like the very 2020 to 2021 references Mm -hmm. that they forced ben often to say poor ben a la his taylor swift blanket um the referencing murder hashtags on tiktok things like that um also that's you know what it happens (laughs) just the netflix trend of like blasting whatever pop songs they have the budget for right every single scene like the slumber party drop i did gasp but at what cost (laughs) yeah it makes me feel like i'm watching like selling sunset or something yeah Yeah, it's it's like whiplash yeah (laughs) It's like, did all of this budget go into that one Billie Eilish song? And that is that why the title and sequence probably, looks like yeah. that? And like, honestly, I get it. You know, <laughs> do what you gotta do. One thing that also I will say in like the last two episodes is there was supposed to be a lot of, um, I think I wrote this near the end of episode seven, is there was supposed to be a lot of like high stakes between the fight between um cal and jules at that time Mm -hmm. and i i had written down like this should be really high stakes between the two of them and yet i don't i don't care um primarily because i was more focused on theo at that point right and And what he was up to (laughs) yeah and i think that that has a lot to do with there are a lot of one i think that has to do with the fact that i'm no longer um a teenager who was dealing mm-hmm. with a first love. And so I'm able to sit back and be like, this is, there are bigger priorities at this time. But also I felt like as a viewer, I was like, you have, you do have bigger problems objectively. 
And I feel like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not invested at this moment. Right. I almost so. wish that the Theo, like I know the betrayal at the end is supposed to be the big cliffhanger, RIP, but I don't know, especially given the Netflix track record, I almost wish it had happened like earlier, maybe yeah. at, like the midpoint or something, just because like the tension between like, obvi- I don't think that would be like the first time that it ever happened. Maybe, I don't know, maybe vampires wouldn't want to bite like a hunter but i don't know i just think that would be super interesting to see like if they could come back from that and just to give that theo storyline a lot more attention because i feel like we started getting stuff about his mom like towards the end and Mm -hmm. i don't know it was good for the finale but if you wanted me to care more i would have liked that a little earlier yeah absolutely it was it was a choice i also am just not I feel like I was supposed to care a lot more about Oliver and I do not remember his girlfriend, the witch's name, (laughs) but the fact that they were hosting this like soiree of all the monsters and it's like, we run this city now and it's like, what? What? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wait a minute. Um, (laughs) The fact that it ended with that was a choice for sure. I agree. Um. I do think, though, one of the strong points of the that last episode, which is now the series finale, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. was Eleanor's plotline. Because I did not... Yes. That character was wild. I didn't really <laughs> like her. Just so, like, categorically evil from the jump. And it's like, no yeah. nuance, just vibes. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, I love, I love women's wrongs. I love, I love like... a flat character. <laughs> I feel like people have said this is, like, the most CW a Netflix show has gone, and yeah. I get that, but mm-hmm. I really felt that with Eleanor in, like, good yes. ways and bad. I think that it's something I had seen when this show first came out, and I did not have the context of watching it yet, is that this show should have been better. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I think that having to hold a high standard for Savage shows or, like, queer shows in general is rude um like just let them be bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, let gay shows be bad 2022 baby right. um, <laughs> i want garbage I've watched <laughs> a lot of straight shows that are very bad um and and i also don't know that this is bad i just think that it needed more time to breathe yeah, yeah. I just feel like 16-year-old me would have definitely been, like, sneakily making gifts of this on the family computer. Oh, my God. From the yes. kissing scenes. And I was happy for that part of myself. And also, yeah, there are so many straight shows with main couples that are the most boring element. So, <laughs> yeah. in a way, it's a quality. Like, did I want better from this just because, like, it does unfortunately feel like there is that double standard. Like, yes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was okay with it being, like fun cheesy teen supernatural yeah yes i agree especially just because like it i like the prep i like the premise yeah i'm interested in the premise i do want more of it and so yeah i did want it to be better but also you know fuck i've watched a lot more of a show for a lot less so (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i am not one to judge there so i i just hope that there were a lot of actors in this that I was really interested in by. Yes. Um, I think that the Theo, I think, did a really good job, the actor there. I loved Cal's mom. Everything yes. that yeah. she was in, like every scene she was in, stole the show for me. Um, Completely. And honestly, I think that actress that played Cal was a really good choice, and I would love to see her in more. Her resume yeah, is like that in really eighth grade, which like, it's a pretty iconic resume. Oh, I'm excited. I didn't even realize her. she was in eighth grade. That's so iconic. That's wild. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, rip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gone before it even started. <laughs> truly gone. Gone before plot lines could even truly be wrapped up. We yeah. barely knew you. Yeah. We barely knew you. <laughs> I'm so glad that you all were able to have an education at an incredibly well-funded school. Right. Uh, made no <laughs> sense, but that's great for you. When this episode comes out, we will be covering the next week the infamous Crimes of the Future. Yes. Um, so 
sickos, we're going <laughs> to you. Rise up. <laughs> uh, you will have plenty of time now to watch that movie. It's gooshy, so just be aware. Mm. But it's not, I wouldn't say it's scary. So it's just gooshy. So just know that. Yeah. Do you guys um, think that Carlisle would agree that surgery is the new sex? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so glad that you asked that. Yeah, honestly, the most important question of our time. I (laughs) would say no, but I do think that he would have been part of that organ society. All right, anyways, um, so you have a week to watch that nasty movie. Um, Prepare yourselves. We have (laughs) some amazing patrons to thank, Cody. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Oh, thank you to Kylie Minty. Ow. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Oh, thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Oh, thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Oh, thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Oh, thank you to Megan Pattinson. Oh. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. <laughs> thank you to Clara Belikov. Thank you to Kati Karp. Ow. Ow. Thank you to Hannah Dragomir. Ooh. Thank you to Hope Castile. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Oh. Thank you to Emerson Kirova. Burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr, burr. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Hell yeah. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ow. Ow, ow. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ow. Thank you to Tess Avery. Ooh, ooh. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Oh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, <gasps> our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Oh, thank you to Laura Forty. Ooh, thank you to Dan Zeklos. Thank you to Maria Swan. Ooh, thank you to India Peach. Ooh, thank you to Emily Ozera. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> Abby, I'm waiting on bated breath to know what fanfiction you brought to the space today. Well, if I remember correctly, the first time I was here, I brought a fanfiction where Edward Cullen went to Disney World to confront a vampirified Walt Disney. So <laughs> I believe you. It's all downhill yeah. from here. I'm, I went with something a little straightforward, but... I think it'll still get the job done. So I obviously had to progress the Rosalie Bella agenda. Obviously. So I found Running Away by Dreaming Wolf. And it finds them at, like, kind of a tense confrontation. So I'm going to read that. I can't wait. All right, here we go. Don't even try to lie, Rosalie. I know who you are, Bella said. Rosalie crossed her arms over her chest and stared at Bella incredulously. I don't run away. But you are. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't, Rosalie growled lightly, her frustration rising every minute she spent with Bella. Bella just smiled. You can't run away from me forever, Rosalie. I did not. Another lie from you, and I'm doing something irrational. Side note, love this. Like, it's giving new vampire Bella. It's not, but I appreciate it. (laughs) Anyways... Rosalie says, what is that even supposed to mean? Bella shrugged. It is what it is. You're annoying. Rosalie rolled her eyes, and we're going to be late to class. It didn't bother you when you tried running just minutes ago. As I said, I was not. My patience is wearing thin because of your lies, Bella sighed. Can I shut you up by kissing you? What? Bella slowly closed the distance between the vampire and her, step by step, giving ample amount of time or any form of signal from Rosalie to stop her advances. But to her advantage, and Rosalie's despair, the blonde vampire could not think of anything other than the close proximity between her and Bella. 
As much as she wants to run away and bury herself somewhere deep in the forest, Rosalie couldn't deny the fact that she does want to be kissed. She wants to be kissed by Bella until she loses all her sense of self and beyond. And scene. Wow. I just want you all to know that Abby started reading that at 11.11 my time, so... Make a wish. That's beautiful. Right. <laughs> Um, that was really hot. Thank you for bringing that into the space. Of course. Yes. I am so glad to continue the tradition of bringing you on every two years um, <laughs> and realizing that so much has changed and yet also nothing has changed. I'm looking forward to seeing you in 2024 and you continuing your world domination, moving up into maybe international success at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who's to say? Um, yeah. Abby, where can folks go to support all of the fantastic work that you do? Well, first of all, thank you for that. I'm thinking Twilight Riverdale crossover or Twilight Glee crossover for 2024. So if anyone has any thoughts, let me know. We have plenty of time. And yeah. you can find me at Abby Montiel on Twitter, Instagram, a lot of different websites. Letterbox, Yelp, Ooh, <laughs> Deep Cut. Hopefully, you're writing about some more gay vampire shit. Hell, Hell yeah! <laughs> Bringing the the gay vampire agenda to apartment therapy. Like we've all <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> One can only hope. It has been an absolute joy to have you here thank you so much and as we said two years ago and we'll continue to say you have an open invitation as always here in this space i will be back so, <laughs> so um yeah continue to use and abuse that and fill up your froyo punch card but as we say here in the pacific northwest get bit and get whipped Ooh. Ooh. yay into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.